0: Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month, September 2019 Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month is a compilation of the weird, disturbing, and downright baffling stories currently happening in our world. From UFOs to serial killers, ancient sites, mysterious creatures, and even ghosts, these are the Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month for September 2019. Number 5. Human-Monkey Hybrids Scientists in China are one-upping nature after deciding to create the first-ever human-monkey hybrids. A lab in California, Salk Institute, headed by Spanish-born biologist Juan Carlos Belmonte, is currently working with researchers from China to create this official hybrid. This chimera, a human-animal combination, is made from mixing monkey embryos with human cells. The process involves injecting a human embryonic stem cell into a days-old monkey embryo. Scientists are hoping the human cells will grow together with the embryo without any problems. So far, though, no actual human-monkey hybrid has been born because the embryos are only allowed to develop for a week or two inside the lab so they can be studied before being terminated. Since monkeys are close to humans genetically, Scientists are saying it's possible to succeed with experiments like this now. These experiments are done in China because creating human monkey embryos using federal funds are not allowed by the National Institute of Health in the United States. But in China, these rules are non-existent. But a persistent rumor running back to the 20s or 30s says that the US actually already created a monkey-human hybrid. In this case, it was a chimpanzee and human mix also dubbed as a humanzee, The story came from the prominent evolutionary psychologist Gordon Gallup, Jr., who said a respected older university professor once told him a hybrid creature was made and born in an animal research center in Florida where he once worked. The story stated a female chimpanzee was inseminated with human semen from an undisclosed donor. The pregnancy happened and was carried to term. But weeks after it was born, the scientists considered the ethical implications of what they had done and euthanized the infant. The story does have some basis in reality. During the 1930s, psychologist and primatologist Robert Yerkes ran and founded the Yerkes National Primate Research Center in Florida. Prior to that, it was called the Anthropoid Breeding and Experiment Station. Whatever the truth may be, The idea of creating a human-monkey hybrid is fascinating but it's also terrifying for a multitude of reasons number four the watcher house finally sold it was in 2014 when derek and maria brodus purchased the stunning six-bedroom colonial style home in a new jersey suburb for 1.3 million dollars the couple was looking to move into the house with their three children hoping to transform it into their family home. But then, just three days after sealing the deal, the couple began receiving mysterious letters signed by someone calling himself The Watcher. The letter was the first of many to come. The Watcher claimed the 100-year-old home was evil and that his family had been watching over it for years. It mentioned alarming details about the family that just moved in, showing that this stranger knew about the new residence. Frightened by this, Derek told police what was happening. They contacted the previous owners, the Woods, to ask if they had gotten a similar letter. Their lawyer stated days before leaving they did receive a note, but it wasn't threatening and claimed no possession of the house. Since then, the Brotuses have sued the Woods for failing to disclose this information. That case was later dismissed. Two weeks after the initial letter, another one arrived. The watcher asked if the workers had found what was in the walls yet. He said in time they will. The Brotuses began looking for possible suspects. They first thought it could be one of the people who bid on the home. Then their suspicion fell on a neighbor who had several adult children. But this went nowhere as well. In an attempt to figure out the identity of the person, they hired a private investigator. Although the investigator and former FBI profiler said it was likely a neighbor in their 50s or 60s, the family never figured out the identity of the watcher. But the threat nagged on the family, especially Derek. He hooked up security cameras, stalked the neighborhood, ran background checks, and would find himself crouching by the window trying to see if anyone was looking into their home. Then, there were the dreams. He had a dream one night in which he confronted their neighbor, Peggy Langford, the eldest of the siblings and demanded an eight-foot fence be built between their homes. For Maria Brodus, she had nightmares of a man wearing boots and carrying a pitchfork who called to their kids and she could not get to them. Despite the investigations that followed, nothing was ever found. The stories of the mysterious watcher over 657 Boulevard spread across the town, in December, the police told the couple they had ran out of options, and the family turned to a priest to bless their home. Although the renovations to the house were done, the Brotuses couldn't bring themselves to move in. They were scared to put their kids in danger. In the end, they decided to sell the new home. Initially they listed it for a higher price because of the renovations they had done, but the gossip circling the watcher had taken its toll, forcing buyers to stay away. For years, there were no takers until a family with grown children decided to rent the place. They were told of the Watcher and didn't mind, saying they weren't afraid. After years of waiting, 657 Boulevard finally got sold this year at a loss. Hopefully, the Watcher is no longer looking at the home. Both the current family and the Brotuses declined to comment about the sale. Number 3. Larry Swearingen For 17 years and up until his execution, Larry Swearingen maintained his innocence. He didn't kill Melissa Trotter. At least nine forensic pathologists said he couldn't have done it either, but the state of Texas believed he did. It was December 8, 1998 when Melissa Trotter, who was 19 years old, disappeared from her community college campus. The witnesses said they saw Larry speaking to her. He was 27 at the time and working as an electrician, He was also married but seemed to be dating around. The two had met just days before. It was December 6, 1998 when Larry told co-workers he met a college girl, got her number and made plans to see her or talk to her again the next day. On the 7th though, Melissa stood Larry up. They were supposed to meet for lunch but she never showed. On the 8th, Larry met Melissa at the college library and the two were seen leaving at 2 p.m. Larry was later seen returning to his trailer before 3.30 p.m. and then leaving again. Afterward, he returned to his trailer at around 5.30, spoke with his landlord, then left again to pick up his wife, Terry. Although a neighbor saw Larry come and go that afternoon, he couldn't see any other person because of the truck's tinted windows. When his wife returned home, she found a pack of Marlboro Lights and a lighter on their television. Both Larry and his wife never smoked, but Melissa Trotter did, and that was her preferred brand. That night, Larry called an ex-girlfriend, saying he could be in trouble with the cops. Three days after Melissa was reported missing, Larry was arrested for several outstanding warrants unrelated to Melissa's disappearance, but by then, he was already the main suspect. It would take weeks before Melissa Trotter's body would be found. She was discovered on January 2, 1999, In Sam Houston National Forest. She'd been raped, then strangled using a piece of hosiery tied around her neck. The ligature on her neck was cut from a piece of nylon pantyhose, the other half of which was found in Larry's trailer. Those who believe Larry was the killer not only point to the pantyhose as evidence he killed Melissa, but also to other circumstantial evidence. Found fibers showed Trotter was inside the trailer, on the floor and possibly on the bed, as well as inside Larry's pickup truck. Two of the hairs from the truck still had hair follicles in them, indicating they might have been pulled out with force. Cell phone records also showed Larry was in the vicinity where Melissa's body was found. Adding to the evidence was a letter made by Larry impersonating another person. In it, he claimed to be an individual named Robin. Robin identified Melissa's killer as a man named R.D. Larry wrote the letter in crude Spanish using a dictionary, then had a cellmate hand-copy it and give it to authorities. Even more incriminating was that in the letter, the person mentioned information only detectives knew about regarding the murder. The info was never released to the public. This included the fact Melissa was wearing red underwear on the day that she died. When the case was tried the jury found larry guilty and sentenced him to death in july of 2000. through the years larry challenged the convictions hoping to prove his innocence he contested the state proclamation that melissa was killed the day she was abducted presenting at least nine prominent texas pathologists who said evidence proves melissa wasn't dead for long after her body was found they said she was only dead between 1 to 14 days long at most which means Larry couldn't have done it since he was in jail on the third day Melissa was reported missing. Larry continued to fight for his innocence, garnering at least four stays in his execution, but his luck finally ran out. On August 21st, 2019, Larry was put to death, and many believe the state of Texas killed an innocent man. For Sandy Trotter, Melissa's mom, he was guilty, and now that he's gone, they can finally move on from the horror that happened to their daughter. Number two, fire kills 14 on Russian submarine. It's unclear how it started or the circumstances around the incident, but President Vladimir Putin confirmed a Russian submarine caught on fire in July of 2019, killing 14 sailors on board and injuring others. In his statement, he said several high ranking and senior staff officers in the Russian Navy were among those that died. The Defense Ministry said the victims died from toxic fumes and smoke inhalation when a fire broke out on board. Although the submarine is described as a scientific research deep sea submersible that was said to be tasked with mapping the seafloor, many believe it's an AS-12 nuclear-powered mini-spy sub called the Losherik. The Losherik is said to operate at depths of up to 6,000 meters or 10 times deeper compared to regular submarines. According to the United States, the same submarine had been sabotaging or trying to intercept communications by severing or tampering underwater cables. The Barents Observer, a news magazine, claims the submarine has the capacity to remove or add devices onto the sea floor. It's also big enough to house and deploy unmanned subsea vehicles. The unusual and mysterious tragedy is one of a series that has haunted the Russian Navy reminded people of the cursed submarine explosion in august of 2000 when a torpedo exploded detonating all the others and killing all 118 on board then in 2008 another submarine caused a catastrophe when the fire extinguishing system was activated accidentally killing 20 people after that in 2011 one of the largest russian subs caught fire while being repaired on dock it was even said to have caught fire while having long-range nuclear missiles on board. Number 1. Alien Radio Signals Fast radio bursts or FRBs are short, powerful and mysterious signals coming from outer space. They are rare and unique. Some scientists say they come from a neutron star while others say it's from other civilizations aka aliens. It was in 2007 when astronomers first detected a high-energy radio signal coming from outer space. It appeared out of nowhere, and since then, scientists have detected those FRBs on a regular basis. About 60 have been recorded in total, and the curious thing is that two of these signals actually repeat the same pattern. A radio telescope in Canada detected 13 fast radio bursts recently, and among these is a distinct repeated signal coming from a particular source located about 1.5 billion light years away. This is only the second time a repeated FRB has been recorded. Ingrid Stairs, an astrophysicist and member of the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment team from British Columbia, said that since there is now two recorded FRBs, it's possible there could be more out there. Right now the origins of such repeating signals are up for debate. It could be from distant supernovas or radiation from supermassive black holes. Of course, some astrophysicists say that we shouldn't rule out the possibility they are from artificial origins. Those who do believe they are from alien origins propose that studying the differences and similarities from these FRBs could be helpful in figuring out who or what is generating them. Other unusual characteristics of the repeating FRBs is that they have a downward frequency drift. Even more curious, at least one of the FRBs seems to be emanating from a closer area, the edge of our Milky Way galaxy compared to a faraway galaxy. Whether these repeating signals are from actual alien civilizations or not, right now it's still unclear. We can only hope more scientists are curious enough to try and figure out where they're coming from and why so there were the strange and scary mysteries for September of 2019. Every day we encounter strange and mysterious stories that most of us don't know what to make of. These are just a handful, but there's still so much more to uncover. If you enjoyed watching this video, then please subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell. We have new videos every Wednesday and Saturday that we know you'll want to check out. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon.